Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, managing a high eye, dangers. Part one, here we go. So today we're going to talk about how to manage a high eye direct. Yeah. Yeah. You're laughing. Why are you laughing? Well, I'm laughing because I got something. Well, I don't manage you, obviously, but having a high eye um, business partner and reading th- through this, uh, the show <laughs> notes that you produced, it's kind of amusing. Uh, I must say. This is the best show ever. This is the best show. There you go. Being your high eye again. <laughs> yeah. I'm also laughing because, well, when I enjoy doing these podcasts and like a lot of high eyes, you make things fun. That's for sure. <laughs> things things, things tend to be exciting, exciting yeah. around, uh, around yeah. manager tools. Yeah. That's generally true of high eyes. They're exciting to be around. Us high eyes tend to be very openly communicative, right? Very willing to, to share excitement, encouragement, so on. They're quick with ideas. They contribute to the team really well. They contribute ideas and hard work and so on. One of my favorite parts about working with high eyes is that even with just a bit of experience, a high eye on your team is going to know somebody somewhere in the firm or even externally to your firm who can get something done special, short notice, under the radar, cheaper, faster, better, whatever. They're always owed favors and they have 10 times more people than everybody else in the Rolodex. I'm getting way out of uh, order here, but it's always amazing to me in some IT and technology organizations, how high eyes are sometimes looked down upon because all they do is talk and don't get work done. But man, when you're in trouble, that's the gal you yeah. want to go talk to. Right? Absolutely. The high eye, the, the energetic, assertive, people-focused, salesperson, shake your hand, smile a lot, high-level thinking kind of person is... Uh, probably cause, well, they cause their share of headaches just like everybody else, just like D's and S's and C's do. Maybe a little bit more in today's technical world. I, I suspect that that uh, most of the Tylenol sold in London's East End over there where there's that Silicon Valley technical area growing, or even out in the real Silicon Valley in California, is uh, sold to high C managers who are managing high eyes yeah, in technical roles, right? Yeah. You know, some yeah. some chief, chief technology officer, some chief operating officer having some, in a technical firm, having a high eye salesperson or marketing person reporting to them saying, oh, this is going to be better than sliced bread. And the high C saying, yes, and let's develop a plan. And the high is like, we don't need a plan. We don't need no stinking plan. Let's just go. It's going to be great. We've got great people. It'll be fine. So the purpose of this cast, (laughs) some people are just rolling their eyes and going, oh my gosh, I know just that person. He works for me. Mike feels your pain, folks. So what are the dangers of managing a high eye and what can we do about them? And there are three that we want to focus on that if you're managing a high eye and you see these things, we have solutions for you. So the three dangers, first danger number one, high eyes do not follow through. They're just not good at follow through. They, you know, they, they like to put their best foot forward and then drag their other foot behind as we, we like to say. And the solution to that is really easy, folks. Require them to produce more plans than other people do. Give them more deadlines and ask for more reporting from them than you would from somebody else just to make sure you keep on top of things and they don't let things slide. 
Second danger is high eyes are really good at starting things and then not finishing. And you might say, well, that sounds like not following through, but it's more a function of ideas that they start turn into a project and then never do anything with. And the solution to this is, is really, really simple. You just need to tell them no. They don't get to start all the things they want to start because if they start too many things, they're going to waste time working on something that doesn't come to fruition and take time away from something that really could be valuable. And the third danger is high eyes are really bad with details. In fact, they're unaware that details even exist. And the solution is not to double check them. Believe it or not, we don't want to be double checking them. You don't have time for that, particularly if you have a lot of high eyes working for you. The solution is to ask for more in writing from them about what they're doing and how they're doing it. Good. Before we get going to the, the main body of the show, I, I should have said this earlier, but folks, if this is the first time you've listened to Manager Tools and you're completely confused about the distinction between a high I, D, I, or S or C, this is probably not the cast to start with. We've done plenty of other casts on the disc behavioral profile, and I recommend highly that you go listen to that first. So we're not going to cover disc in general here. We're just talking about high eyes, but you need to have some background about disc, obviously, before getting something else. Yeah, and it, probably just, just very briefly, um, disc is a behavioral profile we feel strongly about. It's a behavioral instrument designed to help you see how you would interact with someone who has a diff different natural tendencies than you. There are four major tendencies, D, I, S, and C. Ds and Is tend to be assertive. Ss and Cs tend to be reserved. Ds and Cs tend to be task-focused, whereas Is and Ss tend to be people-focused. And what that means is a high I is an assertive, people-focused person. They're the salespeople, the the um, the party uh, central kind of people. They're always energetic. They that one of their favorite phrases is "Enough about me. What do you think about me?" They tend to be great in in organizing people, inspiring people, and gathering people around an idea and making them believe they can do it. They tend to be really, really good at interacting with other people. Um, they have lots of friends. They're really good with texting and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. Their desks are usually pretty messy and full of pictures of themselves or their friends or just themselves. And uh, they are represented more than average at higher levels of organizations because like D's, they are willing to take risks. They're comfortable with trying something and seeing what happens. They're okay with, with failure. They're okay with breaking some eggs in order to make an omelet. And, you know, if they strike out a couple of times and then hit a grand slam, they're probably okay with that. Whereas a high C would say, no, I'd rather have three singles. Thank you very much. So I, I could go into more detail, but, but I feel like we're being disrespectful to those people who asked for this cast. And uh, in fact, let me just say now, this cast is dedicated to the members of our London meetup group who are just a great bunch of folks. Uh, Wendy is... Uh, involved there as well as Ananda and David and some others. And we just like to say thanks guys for coming regularly to our manager tools meetups in London. Uh, and if you're not a member, find out how by coming to the website. Um, okay. That said, should we start with our first danger? Yeah. Let's see. So high eyes do not follow through. Hmm. Yeah. Can we, can we just finish this cast now? I, I got things to do. I got people <laughs> to see. I got to go play golf with friends. Yeah. We're done. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, six 30, six 30 in the morning and I got to go play golf. So <laughs> there you go. Right. I'm good. I, I, I wrote the cast. I, uh, I'm excited about it and I need to go now. <laughs> yeah. Cause there's, cause there's people and there's beer on the golf course. Um, yeah. The <laughs> 
Oh God, not beer. You you say this this phrase often. There's this saying, and I'm sure it was said about a high eye somewhere in the world, right? And the saying you say is, "No sense in putting your best foot forward, only to drag the other one behind." That's high eyes. Yeah, high eyes just don't get excited about the details. Uh, uh, which we'll talk about later. They don't get excited about the details uh, or the day-to-day work involved in making progress on longer lasting or more routine objectives, right? Uh, High eyes love the excitement, love the thrill, but hate the phrase, plan your work and work your plan. High C's go, what could could be a better, more succinct way to describe my success then plan your work and work your plan. And high eyes go, who wants a plan? And who wants to work? Yeah. And who wants to work a plan either? I mean, just, just right? High eyes love the excitement of beginnings. Folks, they say things like, this is going to be great. They talk faster when they're sharing ideas about new things they want to do. They describe the results their idea or their program or their project are going to produce. They, they describe their results as outstanding and, and freaking amazing. And the greatest ROI ever. Um, everything is new and better and more exciting. So those are the kind of things they say. But once things start, the words high eyes use to describe the work that's required to bring the idea to fruition, those are different words. They say things like, yeah, I'm behind on that. Or working on something new and great, boss, don't have time. Or, geez, this is boring. <laughs> Deadlines get missed very often by high eyes, okay? If you're a manager and you've got somebody who misses a lot of deadlines and they tend to be outgoing and friendly and maybe chitty chatty when you're not, you're probably dealing, not guaranteed, um, you're probably dealing with a high eye and that's okay. You, you don't shoot yourself or shoot them. You simply adjust your managerial style, which is what we recommend is managing for individuals anyway. So they're going to miss deadlines. When you think there should be data, data is not going to exist or it's going to be very light and it's not going to be conclusive. Meetings won't get scheduled because, oh, we just put our heads together in the hallway and we got done what we needed to get done. Now, one way to think about high eyes this way, particularly for those of you who are most likely to be opposite them, the high C managers of the world, you could say a little bit cautiously, so we want to be careful about this. Because it's not actually true, but it's, it may be a helpful thought experiment to have in your head is that high eyes tend to lack the discipline necessary to continue working on something after that initial burst of excitement and energy wears off. Now, look, folks, to be clear here, discipline isn't a behavior. So we're not recommending you go look for it or the lack of it if you're trying to assess the tendencies of your directs. Shoot, that's easy. If you need to learn how to do that, go go to our effective communications conference, right? The point is that you'll hear certain words, you'll see certain behaviors, and you'll probably think to yourself, hey, that person, you know, she lacks discipline, okay? It's okay to think that as long as you stay focused on the behaviors that you need versus the label of someone being undisciplined. And that's important because when you label somebody undisciplined, folks, you're unlikely to see them change if they, in fact, change their their tendencies. With undisciplined, you're probably thinking of it as a character flaw, and that's something that tends to be unchanging about a person. 
as opposed to it just being a set of behaviors. Whereas if I told you somebody has a set of behaviors, you could say, well, that's easy. We can change those. If you do think of it as a behavioral set, when you start seeing different behaviors, you're going to be able to manage to their new capability versus the outdated label you've given them of undisciplined. Now, again, it's okay to have that thought, gosh, this high eye, he's just undisciplined. And be careful of labeling that way. Say, wait a minute, what am I looking for in terms of behaviors, right? Okay, he misses deadlines. I see him talking uh, away from his cube a lot. He takes long lunches. He's always on his phone. He's on his phone during meetings with other people when nobody on the team is texting. My high eye is texting. Those are all high eye behaviors. On the other hand, if he comes to a meeting for a month, he comes to two meetings a week for a month and he's not on his cell phone and he doesn't look morose and you see him focusing at his desk more and producing more data, maybe he's not undisciplined. Maybe he's changed his behavior. So those are some of the things high eyes just don't follow through. They they start something and then they don't actually continue working on that thing and it loses luster to them and they literally let it, let it die. And, and if you've ever been a manager of a high eye and he started something and didn't finish and you were just stunned, they take it for granted. They, they see that thing as because it lost their interest it must not be as good as they thought it was going to be. And they vote with their gut. Oh, if it's not as good as I thought it was going to be, why would I continue working on it? And so not working on it means missing deadlines and just letting it die. And there have been lots of high eyes that secretly were thrilled that their boss didn't call them on that. And said, well, gee, I thought we were working on that. Yeah, that's going to be slowed down, boss. Sorry, I'll get back to you as soon as that thing picks back up. Look, if you're the boss and you've got them working on limited number of things because you're uncertain about how much workload they can handle and you're keeping things from being done that might be good ideas because everybody's busy, you can't let new projects start and just die. So you've got to challenge your high eyes and say, wait a minute, you started this, you need to finish it. Either the ROI was accurate or it wasn't. If the ROI was accurate, then we need to do it. If the ROI wasn't accurate, then I need to know that in the future when I look at your ROI projections for a particular project or opportunity. Right. So other than letting, not letting the high eye off the hook, so to speak, mm-hmm. are, are there any like specific things the manager can do to keep the eye, high eye on track? Yeah, look, um, and, and this is a case where I think in today's world, some people are going to hear me and say, wow, that's micromanaging. Folks, I promise you what we're recommending is not micromanaging, okay? We're going to recommend for your high eyes, you require more plans than you would from somebody else. You establish more deadlines, more frequent deadlines, and it's not because you're punishing them. It's not because you don't trust them. It's because you want more frequent reporting because you know it's easier for them to get off track. And lastly, we recommend more frequent reporting. Look, and frankly, when you think about it, folks, it's really not that hard to manage a high eye if you're someone who has some discipline as a manager yourself. Remember the example I gave earlier, right, about the high C technical director managing that high eye manager or maybe even an image contributor out in Silicon Valley. All, all the headaches I t- talked about, right? Believe it or not, folks, and Mike, you're, you're going to love this. The high C's natural tendency as a manager are really kind of a good starting point to keep the high eye moving all the way through to success on a given project. Now, now look, you don't want to overdo it. 
you high C managers, your high eyes don't need to build nine page project plans for every single chore that you want them to do. Oh. Um, they're not, yeah, I know. That's they're not going to give you the same amount of data that you would consider normal. And you're going to have to become more comfortable with that. But if there's nothing wrong with saying in your head, thinking they're going to have to do more planning and, and more reporting and give, I'm going to give them more deadlines than I would somebody else simply because they're more likely to get off track. If they have 20 weeks of work ahead of themselves on a particular problem they're trying to solve or new idea they're implementing or something, they don't need a critical path for all 20 weeks. If you ask them to do that, they'll hate it. They don't need daily reporting every single week after that first week. Although starting a project with a high eye, having a daily deliverable um, with a deadline about reporting to you is probably a good plan, as we've said before. What they do need is more plans, deadlines, and reporting on their progress than your other directs, all things being equal. Okay. So what does that look like? Okay. But before, before I get into that, let me just mention something about starting things for high eyes. In a little bit, we're going to recommend you don't let your high eyes start everything that they want to start by saying no to them. But I want, I want to make a distinction here. And, and I think a lot of managers make this distinction. If you do decide to let a high eye work on something, let them be celebratory. Let them sell it. Let them hype it. Let them brag about it. Let, let them talk about the idea all day long. Folks, separate the management of a high eye's tasks and their time and their attention from squelching their enthusiasm. Separate the enthusiasm from the, the management behaviors that you want them to engage in, the professional behaviors you want them to engage in. In fact, I would argue being enthusiastic is also professional as well. They're just two different things. If you squelch the enthusiasm, the management of the details gets harder. So let them have their head a little bit about the energy that they want and then give them the tools that they need about discipline. Don't make them into you if you're a sort of a not an excitable person, but you deliver time and time and time again. You're the U.S. mail and, you know, you, you never don't deliver. So things you can do when a high eye starts something, when they want to start something, when you say, OK, you, you can go ahead and do it. Ask for a plan from them for their first two weeks. Don't expect a whole enchilada from them. Don't, don't expect 25 weeks worth of stuff. Just the first two weeks. As I mentioned before, you try to ask for the whole plan. They're going to think you're micromanaging them. Okay. And, and look, don't teach them how to do it by doing it for them. Make them make the plan. Okay. Your plan, particularly if you're a high C trying to teach them how to do it, will probably cause them to snicker, which is bad, but they don't know any better for many of them. That's not good? Snickering at your boss? Like no, yeah, yeah, the whole snickering at your boss thing. Well, okay. high eyes think it's okay to do it in front of the boss because laughing is fun. <laughs> Let me put it this way. Make asking for the plan the first task for any high eye starting a project. In other words, they want to do something. That's great. I need a plan. Well, you know, I don't think this thing really needs a plan. I, you know, this is kind of a seat of the pants kind of thing. It's going to be fast and loose. Hey, thanks for that. I need a plan. Well, you know, is there a way I could talk you out of the plan? No. Gosh, you know, I'm just not a plan guy. I'm not a plan your work, worker plan kind of guy, Mike. Give me a few days. Let me just flesh it out a little bit more. And then if we'll see it's good, then we'll put together a plan. Nope. 
need to plan now. Let me put it this way, Mark. If it in fact is a good idea, if it's worth working on a couple of days before we need to plan, then we need to plan now. If it's not justifiable yet as the right ORI, then we don't need to be working on it. Okay. Ah, but you know, it's just better for me just to sort of feel things out. You know, I'm just that kind of guy. Thanks. I need a plan. <laughs> Thanks for well, that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess I'll get back to you. No, let's be clear. Before you do anything else, I need a plan for the first two weeks. And a plan is nothing more than a list of tasks with deadlines. I want five to 10 tasks. None of them should take longer than five days. Most of them should be three days or two days or one day. I'm okay with you giving breaking me a task down into 10 things that all can be done in five minutes. That's totally fine. But we don't start on this thing until I see a plan and I'm okay with it. Okay? And then stay on top of them, continuing to build the project plan out as time passes. In other words, expect them to gather enough bricks to build two weeks worth of the yellow brick road and then tell them, okay, we're almost into week two. We're almost at the end of week two. Let's go grab some more bricks and build the next two weeks worth of plan rather than saying it's going to take me a year to build the yellow brick road from here to there. So give me a year to gather all my bricks and then I'll build the road and then I'll walk down the road. That's what a high C would do. And the high eyes are laughing going, what a waste of time. Isn't it the end as I'm building the road? Aren't I already there? Why would I want to go back and walk the road? But no, unfortunately, it's a little bit different than that. You also, we also recommend you increase the amount of deadlines you attach to a high eyes work. With the high eyes lack of follow through, you're going to need more opportunities to see when they've fallen off track. Deadlines are the way you do this, right? And look, deadlines follow naturally. They fall out of a project plan, right? So if the plan is what you want, you're going to have the deadlines. Okay. If it's not full of deadlines, then it's really not a plan. Okay. A plan is a list of tasks with deadlines associated with it. Who is going to do what by when? Horseman's Law of Project Management. Okay. So what we're saying here is you need to actually be cognizant of what the plan is and check in at minimum once a week. And I would recommend even more frequently than that, maybe twice a week. And, and frankly, their tasks ought to be report to you that it's done in addition to being done, in which case you'll get daily emails from them, hopefully about how things are going. If it's been two days that a high eye has been working on a project for you in the first two or three weeks, and you haven't heard anything from them about the project after you asked for a plan, I guarantee they're late on something. Right, Mike? I mean, they're, yeah. they're just late. Yeah. It's a given. Yeah. Right. And, and the folks, look, I, I, we're joking about Mike and I, we're both high D's, but we're also, um, I'm a high I and Mike's a high C and Mike, Mike is hearing this just laughing because he knows I've done this. Now you may be thinking to yourself, I, I, I um, ran into a, a friend recently and uh, my son actually ran into someone I had known years ago who I had uh, trained on some things and I ran into my son and uh, Travis and Travis said, Hey, that guy listens to your cast ad. I, I don't know if you know this, but at the time, this guy was where Travis and I were. And Travis came up to me later and said, you're not gonna believe it. You came in and uh, we're looking for me. And he, he said, uh, the guy came up to me later and said, is that your dad? And I said, uh, Travis said, yeah, it's my dad. He says, don't tell him, but I'm a big fan of his show. Um, he, he did some training here years ago. I, I didn't, I really kind of blew it off. I wasn't the manager, didn't really think much of it. But now with the podcast, I, I've got about 10 people working for me and people are saying I'm a great boss and it's all because of the shows. And Travis said to him, dude, why don't you just call him and you guys can have a beer? And, uh, and the guy said, oh no, I, 
I couldn't do that. I mean, he's got that podcast. It's important now. <laughs> oh my God. And the point of that is, is that, that if you're listening and you think, oh, Mike and Mark do every single thing they talk about on the show, we actually do because we like to eat our own dog food. And if this sounds realistic to you, I'm talking about myself. I do these things as a high eye. Okay. I am absolutely guilty of not wanting to build a project plan. I just want to go by the seat of my pants. And and frankly, Mike has taught me, you've got to have a plan. And, and so for us to work well together, he's got to help me with a plan. And then I got to deliver on the plan rather than just, hey, we'll do it when we get it done. Because, you know, quote, I'm so busy. And so this is real world for me. Um, it, it's probably the reason I started with high eyes is the first in a series of the dangers of managing various types of uh, of directs. And this, this series of casts goes in conjunction with the dangers of working for a high DIS or C boss as well. Okay. So sorry, a little bit of tangent there. A good example. Uh, let me, let me share this one. Not about a project, but just about re- regular work. Let's say a new VP joins your firm and he wants to get up to speed on everything. Classic VP phrase and includes that you're, you're a manager and you've got a high eye working for you. And the, the VP wants to get uh, up to speed on your high eyes area of expertise, right? And let's say your eyes an individual contributor. And, and yet he also at, at chairs a meeting that happens once a week. Maybe I'm making this up. And the VP decides to attend the meeting. Now, the high eye, he's excited. I get, I get exposure. A senior person interested in me. It's all about me. This is great. I'm, you know, tip of the hat to me, right? It's all about me. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, somebody told me that. What, what was it? How did it go? He said, uh, oh, he said, um, you, know, you know how when singers warm up, you know how uh, singers are performers, right? And, and a lot of them often, many times, are high eyes. Um, if you've ever talked to somebody, if you've ever heard a singer being interviewed after a, an award show and they said, what are your plans? Oh, I want to, uh, first I want to sing and then I want to be in music videos and then I want to act and then I want to direct and then I want to produce. Uh, and then I want a production studio and then I want to run Hollywood. Okay, you're probably talking to a high eye. Um, or you're listening to a high eye and there's an old joke that when singers warm up their voices and they say, me, 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 that's was invented by a high eye. <laughs> yeah. I never, I never put that together, but you're right. You're right. I, <laughs> you're absolutely right. I will never listen to a singer warm up again the same way. That's never. exactly right. Yeah. I'll think, um, Hey, that's Mark Horst. Yeah. <laughs> right. So look, he's a high eye and he's excited about the VP coming. And then what do you say as a boss? Look, you're smart folks. You're not micromanaging when you say, okay, great. What's your plan for the VP? And the eye says, huh? A plan? Right? This really? Is, yeah. We're just, just chatting. We're just visit, talking. Right? Yeah. Right. He's just good. And, and yeah, he's totally excited. And, but look, folks, you've got to insist about this. Tell him, here are three things you need to do. You need to invite the VP. When are you going to do that by? Right. You don't just assume the VP is going to show up. You actually invite him or her. You need to send him the well, agenda. I'm not going to do that. I just walk right into his office, start talking. Yeah, not so much, right? And this is where you say, no, no, you've got to send an email invite so he can put it on his calendar. It'll be on his calendar, right? You need to send the agenda. And the eye goes, well, I don't have an agenda. Well, guess what? For this meeting, you better have an agenda. Uh, and the question is, by when? When are you going to send that agenda to him? Hey, you need to take notes during the meeting because your VP needs to see you running a meeting effectively. And this is good high visibility stuff. And oh, by the way, you need notes to send him out for the meeting anyway. So who are you going to notify in advance and the meet in the group that they're going to be the one taking notes so you don't have to during the meeting and the high eyes going, hmm, okay, good. This is good, right? You need to allow time for the VP to ask questions, right? 
okay, how are you going to do that? And show me your agenda. And the eye goes, ah, geez, I have an agenda. Yeah, you have to have an agenda. Don't send the invite until you have the agenda and put the agenda in it. So let's have an agenda. Send me an agenda by the end of the day. That's how you do it. Now, maybe that sounds like micromanaging to you folks, but it's not. To an eye, to a high eye, yeah, that sounds like a wet blanket managing them. But look, as, as I said once to one of my directs, folks, just remind them you're a successful and powerful wet blanket <laughs> as their boss. <laughs> and frankly, high eyes don't want to admit this, but fortune favors the prepared, right? High eyes don't want to spend time preparing. High C's probably over-prepare. High D's don't prepare very much. High S's also over-prepare. But look, here's what you say to them. You wouldn't want a picky VP to think you're winging it have something go wrong because you didn't spend 15 minutes preparing for it and then have them say, well, this person's not ready for prime time. That would make you look bad in front of an executive. Wow. Yeah. Wow. To a high eye, that's like, oh my gosh, what do I have to do and when do I have to do it by? Okay. Well, one more recommendation. We've talked about this before, but try to avoid week-long tasks with an eye. In other words, a deadline for a task that is a week from the start date. When you see one in a plan, break it into two or three or four or five parts. We promise you do, you're do. you doing your high eyes a favor. You're doing yourself a favor because a week-long task, they're going to look at it. The moment it comes up and it's a week worth of work, they're going to say, I don't want to do that. And that the moment they miss that deadline, the project or whatever they're working on is by definition a week behind schedule. Okay. Look, the same thing goes for reporting. You've got to ingrain weekly reporting with your high eyes. Do not shy away from asking them to report at a minimum of weekly. And folks, it's got to be in writing, even if it's just an email going down the task list and putting done, not done, delayed, new, new deliverable date. Yeah, so high eyes are going to ask to say, hey, let me just stop by your office once a week and give you an update, right? That's what they're going to say. Yeah, exactly. And and I'm, I promise you, allowing a verbal report from a high eye is a license to fib, okay? They're going to say things like, right, okay, so you, you predicted they would want it and, and verbally, and you're totally right. And challenge me if you disagree with this, dude. So so they're going to say things like, when you ask, are, they, are you on track? They're going to say, correct. Correct, right, right. <laughs> Which our friend Dan McGuire sent to us. And, you know, he asked somebody in a meeting, is that going to get done? And they say, Correct. And, and, uh, what? Uh, what? like, what? That's a, that's it's a non It's not right a possible there. answer. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, they're going to say things like it's going great followed by vagueness, like, Oh, nothing's wrong. And pretty sure we're on track here. And then one of my favorites deadlines all seem fine. They have feelings. <laughs> they're doing yeah, well. Like, yeah. Deadlines are fine folks, whether we hit them or not. Um, deadlines. So <laughs> they, Deadlines are fine whether we make them or miss them. It's just a deadline. It's how we're doing about whether or not we're delivering the deadlines that are fine. There's, there's a Robert Frost poem, which is called The Secret, and it's very short. It says, we all sit in a circle and suppose, and the secret sits in the middle and knows. You know, the deadline just watches us make it or miss it. Um, so when a high eye said, the deadlines all seem fine. Well, how nice of him to pat his deadlines on the head, even as he's missing them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So reporting in writing, email is the easiest way to do it. Don't create a new spreadsheet for your high eyes to report on. High eyes generally don't love spreadsheets. Yeah, you can use the web-based reporting system. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't fall 
prey to the high ice saying, why don't I just stop by this week? Because part of the reason they're doing that is having to stop by is an extra step in the status, not just writing up the email. And then they could say, oh, we were on track. I'm sorry. I just was too busy, quote, talking to my friends, unquote, to actually stop by. So don't ask them to stop by. Say, just send me an email before you go home, uh, before three o'clock on Friday, for instance, which tells me the status of everything you've been working on this week on this particular project. Thanks, everyone. That's it for this week. We'll finish this one up next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long.